0: it's been sort of, I think, a very exciting week in general. I heard that you just came back from one of those very nice places. Yeah. I also did happen to sort of, uh, you know, visit one of these concerts uh, this Saturday. Yeah. So, it's been eventful that way. So, what are we talking about today? What so, is on your mind?
1: So, I believe, you uh, know, today is um, interesting and, you know, instead of talking about you know, the political situation of the country which we'll come to in a future episode but since it's an ever developing situation right now I think you know we touch on a lighter yet more uh, futuristic perspective and let's talk about the uh, electric vehicles in general and uh, true I love uh, it. That's just, to, true. just to preface that like why electric vehicles it's mostly because today was momentous day for one new company you can say which is Ola Electric um, yes. which had their you know version 2 of their uh, EV specific operating system released today in which you know they've I would say managed to finally deliver on the promises which they had made years back when they first showcased their electric EVs. But you know before coming to that and all of that but the whole then you know uh, what whole yeah, I'm and all let's talk about what essentially are electric Correct. let's take a step back what are what are the challenges
0: that they're facing as of today correct the correct
1: correct so basically you know let's take a step back and uh, let's you know overall look at the picture of EVs like with a special focus on India as we usually do, right? And yeah. uh, let us talk about the time. So we are not going to talk about Tesla
0: today. <laughs> yeah. But Tesla will be
1: there, but at the same Absolutely.
0: time you not there as well. It's, it's it's one of those things you can't ignore it. And I, I think this is also an interesting news that we because that Tesla has said that before it sets up manufacturing in India, it's very interesting the they want to actually turn into a market first. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, the
1: government will not allow that because of policies that we have and uh, I sort of support the government in this endeavour as well. Same, Tesla has a, you know, an asset test policy wherein they sell a few more cars by importing them first to decide, you know, how much the pull the market has and then they take decisions as to whether or not, you know, to set up a basic operation,
0: which is fine
1: for few countries. Specifically, even, yeah. even to say like that,
0: will actually come to the second part while we're talking about the challenges. So, so, let's, let's talk, talk about what EVs are.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, basically, yeah, uh, coming back, so as I was saying, so let's see, we talk about EVs, right? So, EVs, you may think that they are a very 2010 2012 concept, and you know, like Tesla was the bad of you know, the EVs. And some people think, right? But yeah. that is actually not the case because if you look at EVs, we've had Way back since the 1800s like 1870s 1880s right that was when humankind started experimenting with evs and we had the first prototype evs okay but then you know at that point of time such it was a prototype it did not you know make much waves and it was forgotten about
0: right it was not until the year
1: 1996 that we saw the first production ev you know, production ev essentially that the word production rather than automotive means that it was available mass market and you could actually go to a dealership and buy it right that is what production means so we got our first production EV you could say in the year 1996 when General Motors launched a car that they called the EV1 and they sold very limited numbers of it in uh, this is uh, I believe in California just to meet certain uh, regulations and norms know relation to uh, green commitments as far as I remember. Just to meet that, General Motors has made a very limited edition of these EV ones. And after that, everything was forgotten and everybody forgot about EVs and everything and all that. Right.
0: Then as you were discussing, comes Tesla into the picture and Tesla has this you know. I think there were there were a few other companies uh, beside Tesla as well. At least with India perspective I'm saying like I don't know if you remember those tiny cars I can't remember the name yeah, yeah the basically. Here,
1: zero yeah, yeah, like. yeah. So yeah, basically those were you know, again prototypes. Those were mass market per se, like production vehicles per se. Those were again prototypes at the same time and was also limited for many uh, specific use cases. Yeah, exactly. So, but you know, post the EV1 is after that, is what we see is Tesla. Why I am saying Tesla is again, I am not referring to Tesla as it is the brand today that we all come and know, right? So, Tesla also has a history wherein Tesla started first with the Roadster, which the had demoed, and then comes the Model X, the Model S, and the rest is history. You know? So, Tesla, you Absolutely. could say, popularized the concept of EVs, like in a time where we desperately needed it, and why I say that we desperately needed it, and come to that. But Tesla is what, you know, made the world realize that, you know, EVs are something that, you know, can actually be seriously looked at and could serve as a viable form of transportation or a viable form of fuel in comparison to the more traditional standards that you were having, right? Exactly. So, uh,
0: also, uh, on that point, like, do you also think that, uh, like, Tesla uh, has contributed massively in I'm not saying whether in creating industry the creation of the India and everything, mm-hmm. but also massively in uh, increasing general awareness about yes. Uh, yes you know what we so want to talk about that is yes. the environment that yes. we are at the brink of a disaster we are yes. seeing uh, you know sea levels rising we are seeing uh, terrible tectonic movements we are seeing a lot of those things which you would uh, sort of define as almost apocalyptic for that matter right yes. and uh, i feel like of course like as much well as we do talk about all of this these days a lot more than maybe perhaps we used to back in the day or back even when we were studying HCPW in school we were just starting to get to know about all of these concepts of sustainability and everything so i think our generation took it upon themselves and we are in general a little woke about the environment and everything
1: so that's so, the thing
0: what i was saying was the tesla made talking
1: about renewable energy renewable sources electric powered things right seem cool trendy and you know that is what exactly. drove low exactly. customers to it due to their high marketing strategy and also you know made tesla the very valuable company that it is today and you know, that is what also made the industry take focus of evs and you know it has brought us to a place,
0: but even like for that matter, luxury and companies, right now, if you see yeah, like Porsche, yeah, so, yes, you know, you know, like they are also was getting into the market. market. Correct, correct. And that
1: has what has made the traditional car marketing, even as so, a rethink their position and strategy about EVs. And also, you know, every major brand, you would say, be it that of a luxury car maker, that of Porsche, or a Apple or even a very regular like, nah, like Tata, yes, <laughs> like Tata, like Mahindra. So they are also you know the doubling down if not going full swing and you know revamping their entire uh, manufacturing scale. Right? So like before actually needs, the COVID uh, like not only that,
0: ARA took up this initiative also to install the Jaguar E-Type back in 2019, 2019 or 2020 which was eventually discontinued after the COVID situation. Yeah. But yeah, that was also being made like refurbished into a full EV functioning EV model. Correct, so, correct. So so we are seeing, so it is, it is established that we are seeing those development happen. Yeah. So the, what's stopping us, what's stopping us, what's stopping us so from directly getting into the market and you know like be absolutely use for that matter. Correct. So, so and essentially, not just I'll tell you
1: things. something, so in EVs and in technology in general, right, so uh, the EV made the car more of a product rather than an asset, right because of all the fancy features and everything that comes with that, but at the same time like and this is a very personal thing that I believe in and I would suggest to our listeners and viewers as well is that, you know, unless you have the money for it and you have some money to burn, right, I would suggest in any case, skip the first generation. Because <laughs> we've had the first generation of EVs, we've had the first generation of Teslas, we've had the first generation of Tatas, we've had the first generation of every EV manufacturer and now they're slowly progressing towards the second generation and onwards, right? Like Tesla with the second generation have focused more on their battery and delivering more range. They've changed the steering wheel only to from the normal, the, uh, uh, like the O-shaped steering wheel to the Yoke steering wheel, right? Tata <laughs> if you look at it, they very recently their new uh, lines for the uh, I believe the Avinia and uh, the curve like right, concepts right so everybody's yeah. is moving to the second generation and so second generation third generation onwards is where we will see greater adoption but now okay. coming to the challenge question which you mentioned right yeah the biggest challenge that we have is we've got there we've got EVs we've got decent range, but the point is EVs were introduced not only to serve as an alternative to petrol and diesel and natural gas, right? They were there to give us a more greener and more cleaner future, correct? Exactly. But the biggest challenge that, barring the manufacturing scale, what people are facing in the EV sector and EV industry is providing clean, renewable
0: energy for powering those vehicles. Exactly. So that creates that you're very well highlighted a conundrum that is going on in the market that is so even though we're coming up with product which actually use is not per se adding to your carbon footprint per se that way yeah. but in the long run unless we are also coming up with mm-hmm. viable ways to actually provide this clean energy mm-hmm. to, ease, to, ease to run through like various channels like what we have like I, I'm pretty certain that petrol pumps would re- be replaced by your charging places uh, like what Tesla has yeah. right yeah. in various places they have charging ports and everything where you can just go connect yeah. it. So, so that's you, the thing so you know like even for Tesla
1: right Tesla is also trying to like we call it's uh, superchargers and normal chargers green And when I say green, I mean they are powered by natural and renewable sources But the rest yeah. of the country, including you know the rest of the world Even rather I not the rest of the country They are still using traditional forms of power to um, <laughs> recharge or
0: charge up uh, yeah. like green vehicles so, actually, because we actually also lack a lot of statistics uh, because it's very difficult to assume uh, in such a condition as to what or whether or not this will actually
1: like, yeah uh, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It might become like one of those demonetization <laughs> situations, yeah. you know, yeah. where yeah. people are in the road yeah. and they're yeah. like, Okay, what's happening? No. you know? Because so that's the same, you know, right.
1: I was reading up a study regarding this also very recently wherein I had noted that in comparison to that of natural fuel that year you that we uh, most vehicles that nowadays are still using but we are slowly and steadily seeing an EV adoption mm-hmm. the difference in using more traditional sources of power control, like recharge EVs essentially only has a 33 to 35% difference as far as I remember in terms of using uh, the uh, uh, normal petrol or diesel vehicle in terms of how green
0: it is right? exactly, exactly. That's, that's what cool. I was thinking so uh, even for that other vehicle let's go into the whole story and uh, let's talk about to how Ola like, is really contributing Yeah. How it is doing something a little differently yeah. different yeah. Compared so, to all the EV companies Correct, correct, correct So see the situation with
1: Ola is very unique in the, in the sense that It is experimenting in the large scale in the EV market, right? But with two-wheelers, so this is something very rare and very unique Because I don't think I've heard other geographies where, you know, there we've had uh, such an experiment with two-wheelers per se and India as you know it's a very big two-wheeler market very big market yeah, more exactly. than four-wheelers people have two-wheelers in the country right so yeah. uh, if you look at a typical Indian household they would ideally have one to two two-wheelers and if not one four-wheeler or no,
0: no four-wheelers yeah exactly like there's a view to like what we were talking about prior to this as well that there has been a global change in the fact like there has been a uh, four mm-hmm. months mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. itself because mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. Russian mm-hmm. crisis, Russian right. Ukraine Right, right, right. And not only right. that, right. even mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. last year during the COVID crisis, we saw a change in our crisis due to relating to uh, mm-hmm. the supply. Right. Uh, like right. It, yeah. Right. Yeah. right, so, so that's um, what I'm saying. So,
1: things like this is what Ola is trying to tackle, you know, with the, two-wheel, like the two-wheeler EVs and all that they've introduced. But, you know, the main problem with that was this was a very rushed approach, if you were personally ask why I'm saying rushed is because there have been series of incidents surrounding Ola if you've been following the news, right? There have been incidents of vehicles catching fires, there have been instances where vehicles have been delivered with, you know, like quality defects, quality control issues, right?
0: There are non-functioning screens, panel of But don't, have, you, think, but don't you think that any company who is doing something, who is in a radical you know, way, uh,
1: we expect such, such, uh, so see like, the uh, problem you know, that is there is again. I will harp on my statement that skip the first generation which I mentioned before, and this is the first generation for Ola, right? But yeah. the bigger problem with Ola is this very rushed approach in the sense that if Ola had taken the additional six months, which has now happened, uh, like if you been following the release of the ola s1 and s1 tools right they came out i believe around september to october of last year and when the deliveries started happening right to where we are today it has been nine roughly eight to nine months since then and now we are finally seeing this situation take shape like today if you look at it so today is 19th of January, june right today is the day when ola updated the version two of their software Wherein they pro- finally delivered on the stuff that they have promised. Like, finally delivered in the sense they have finally given music playback to their scooters, yeah. they finally given navigation features, they finally given the ability. it's yeah. yeah. actually usable yeah. Yeah. for that matter. Yeah, it's yeah, the They finally given them the ability now. You wouldn't believe how ridiculous is this the scooter did not come with any physical key, right? So in order to lock or unlock the scooter and to basically to start the scooter, you had to like uh, input the six digit or four digit pin on the scooter's display to start or lock or unlock it. Finally, after nine months, they have now have a companion app which works on Bluetooth, which allows you to lock and unlock remotely. This is how half-baked it was when it was released. Which is why, again, all our your listeners, if you have the money to burn by first generations, otherwise, don't wait it out.
0: It's so never which me to The last part of this discussion yep. is that, which I wanted to really talk about, is like, what can the government do to accommodate such things? So we have seen that our legislation, it's not only just our legislation, I think any legislation for that matter okay. suffers from a lot of cultural lag when it comes to uh, adopting new technology, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. saw mm-hmm. the same thing, we seen that same thing. Yeah. And, uh, even mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. even though there is tax mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. uh, we still don't see any proper regulation coming mm-hmm. up or something like so,
1: that uh, no? uh, yeah, so, so, to sum up essentially the, the steps that the government should take, Right. first of all, the government should, should very Strictly what they've I think the first thing that the government should do is yeah. build capacity prior to
0: something actually like. No, no. So, so if more we than have the capacity, massive. yeah. So more than the capacity,
1: what the government has done. So again, this is a very recent development in light of the fires that have been happening with Ola and other such 2 manufacturers. Is that they've told them that. So long as your technology is not fit to be released to mass market in the sense that your battery packs are not safe, your scooters are not quality tested and assured at all, you're not allowed to sell any new vehicles anymore. So, so the so first pointer for point
0: that would be the head from pointer would be that doing more, more stricter regulation regu- in terms Correct. of stricter then regulation then, then in the that sense, that 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 sense that you know like the In, the in terms of quality check. In terms of quality check and maybe maybe you know amend the consumer here to include this, Which I don't think will be required per se like not really the same yeah, consumer rights will automatically also protect ah, all of this. Ah, and uh, so but I think there should also be a joint right, recommendation regarding yeah. the just to just so that there is a right, confusion. Right, right, right. So what I like was say. telling Vilekla was actually about building capacity before like see, like that's what I'm saying. If there are OLA and uh, you know other companies who enter the market and then they start marketing these products okay. and People do not have the means to actually uh, utilize utilize them. By which I I mean that they will have to set up a lot of. Yeah, so that's uh, what I'm saying. The the only good news in that field is that uh,
1: essentially, when you talk about building capacity, the only good news that I have for you in that is there is a consensus in the sense that what should be the basic charging standard, right? The plug points. There is some consensus okay. there, but where we are lacking as on it is the charging infrastructure as in that there should be more mass availability of chargers and there should yeah, be yeah. adoption of faster charging standards. Like I'm not hey, saying man. it has to be hey, like as fast.
0: It this has been rolled out right as well as recently like the turbocharge. No, no, even the
1: even the turbochargers, right? That is something what we should uh, strive to have, right? Because I'm not saying that it has to be as fast as you know refueling an ice vehicle wherein it takes you, you know, just five to ten minutes, depending on the line at the petrol pump, right? But yeah, it should be still moderately fast so that you know you can go from zero to 80 or 20 to 100 percent within let's say 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes that should be the like the recommended amount of time that you should take for you to charge right now. The other thing that is there is this should also be clean and green approach because the whole point of really is to reduce the pollution that the ice vehicles are doing on the you the, know the humankind has done so far on the environment. So if you are planning for it,
0: you should plan a full green approach instead of a
1: partial green approach first of all. Because ultimately
0: it will, I think like if you go for one of those partial green approach you might actually see a surge. In uh, you know, like uh, natural <laughs> gases and coal being burned more for the purpose of electricity. Like, correct. Uh, so, and, so that would uh, defeat that the purpose in it itself, right? Exactly, because the electricity demand automatically will increase correct. Correct. so many Correct, correct. Uh, so, definitely, so you definitely agree. And to your point regarding
1: the capacity building, this is something. Absolutely mandatory. Second of all, like I said, the stricter vehicle norms and regulations. And thirdly, and this is again a very futuristic point of view, but certain organ organisations, I say, but rather EV companies have been taking approaches having a like a setup where instead of charging, we are looking at replaceable, user replaceable batteries, which will make the process even more quicker and seamless instead of in terms of you know, charging your batteries.
0: So so right. so all of these will have to be considered in a very very uh, macro scale yeah. in the sense that, and, and also in the sense that you privately mentioned that we have to make sure that all of this is made available without any like, digital screen on the Correct, Correct.
1: correct. So yeah, that's
0: the main thing of it. So you know that. Yeah. Way so I think that's a wrap for today. Yeah. I hope you have a great week. Everybody who's listening out there, I hope you have a great week. We are uh, recording this on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and, sure, Viveka, there is a good night. Bye bye. See ya, man. We'll talk yes. again in the next episode. Bye bye. Yes, yes. Hopefully, you're more than yeah Bye bye. <laughs> okay. See ya. Good, okay. okay. yeah. yeah.